What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Geeking Poetic Podcast. I am one of the resident geeks and dunderheads on this show, <laughs> otherwise known as Larry Roberts. This uh, little pink muffin in the middle here is known to you all as... Megan Guess. <laughs> and then Big Blue over there on the end. <laughs> Like the scariest Smurf on the planet, <laughs> sitting over there. It's like angry and brainy all rolled into one. A little bit of Papa, a little Papa Smurf in there too, just <laughs> throwing some wisdom on you. It's none other than Vito. And what we are here today for? Well, you know what? We're going to be completely candid with y'all. Okay, so as some of you may know, we have been watching and reacting and reviewing. Uh, every week, the new Star Trek Picard series, and <laughs> we love it. Like, it's been great. We're, we're three episodes in, and we got together tonight. We got all set up. We were all ready to talk about it and watch it. We've been all eager to see episode four, and guess what? It's not fucking out yet. <laughs> we're idiots, and we didn't realize it. We said 12.01. <laughs> we thought it was coming on at 12.01, but that was Pacific time. Didn't bother to check that. And here time. in the good old Midwest, we are in Central time. We so. are in Central time, so that means it's two hours from now, and uh, so we've got time to kill. <laughs> so one of the things we talked about in the past was uh, another series that was recently out that we were really big fans of. Obviously, as you can see, the banner we have behind us was none other than Disney Plus's first uh real first real excursion out into the world other than their old rehashed disney movies and shit was the mandalorian uh i'm sure anybody that's gonna bother watching this knows exactly what the mandalorian is it is a uh, offshoot tale in the star wars universe and uh it takes place after return of the jedi but before force awakens yeah so I think it's supposed to be around six or seven years after the events of uh, Return of the Jedi. And uh, it centers around a Mandalorian character. We don't, we well, we didn't know his name. He's anything. just Mando. He's just Mando. Yeah, they just call him Mando for short. <laughs> but he is a Boba Fett-like character. He's a bounty hunter uh, because Boba Fett is also a Mandalorian. And uh, it centers around him... And he gets, he takes up a mission to go and collect a bounty. He comes to find out that this bounty is a child. And not not just only, any child. Not no, just, it sure isn't. <laughs> not just any child. It's a little baby Yoda child. <laughs> and uh, it's a great show. And we just thought, we all loved it. So, you know, spoilers. We've got pretty much only good things to say about it. But after the show was over, we decided we wanted to talk about it. And because of the holidays and then Picard coming out and everything, we just didn't get around to it. But now we said, okay, fuck it. We're going to talk about Mandalorian. We'll just kind of riff on it and stuff, talk about what we liked about it. Maybe if there were things we didn't like and things that we uh, are hoping for or expecting from the next season. Because it was a bit of a cliffhanger and uh, there is definitely a next season coming. So anyway, before we even like get into talking about specifics about the show, I always like to kind of ask you guys, like generally, like just get us going here. Vito, what did you think of The Mandalorian? 
I loved it. And as a non, well, I guess I'm not a non-non-Star Wars fan, but Star Wars isn't like my favorite thing to watch. Right. But this show is excellent, man. Right. I, I loved how it was almost like a Wild West, like Western, you know, it was great. Yeah, it was a Western in space, yeah. which ironically is what George Lucas initially intended Star Wars to be. Well, he failed at that, obviously. That's... <laughs> wow. <laughs> he didn't get that vibe at all from New Hope. I, I think New Hope, it had elements of that. Sure, I think it did, but it it took on such a life of its own. It became its own thing. But this one definitely follows after the whole, like, Clint Eastwood, you know, the mysterious, you know, don't know if, he, if he's good or bad. He's just kind of this uh, neutral, somewhat lawless character mm-hmm. that maybe has a good moral code to him and all that, and yeah, it definitely follows that whole kind of thing. I wasn't sure what you were going to think of this show, because we started watching it before you did. You came yes. in a little bit, not too far, but a little bit after <clears throat> we did. And, I, you know, as you said, I know you're not a big Star Wars fan. Um, you like it okay. Yeah, that's but, a fair assessment. <laughs> so, for people that automatically think, like, oh, we'll go figure, they're going to love it. No, there was no guarantees with this one over here. Yeah, we um, I watched it with some other friends, and we binged like six episodes that whole night. Right. I mean, I was like, dude, yeah, put the next one on. Yeah, very easily bingeable. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, well, plus it's easily bingeable because the episodes are fairly short. Yeah, um, which is which is awesome because if you're on a limited time, which most of us are, you don't want to sit there for an hour for all these episodes to get through a whole season. It just it makes more sense to have it more of like a half an hour type of show. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, for some of us, I mean, there were times where I felt like certain things could have been fleshed out a little bit more. For sure, yeah, yeah. You know, if the time constraint wasn't there. But then I think a big factor in why it worked so well was because they were so easily digestible. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it got just enough in there in each episode to keep you hanging on. Megan, what about you? I really enjoyed it as well. I I think I'm more of a Star Wars fan than you are, but mm-hmm. I'm not quite, I'm not anywhere close to the level he is. Yeah, it literally <laughs> goes from this side to this side. Yeah, huh? yeah I'm smack in the middle here, so I, I really <laughs> enjoy Star Wars, but I don't, I'm not like a, a buff on it or anything. But right. So I missed a lot of the little Easter eggs in there that somebody later filled me in on. <laughs> Tons of them, yeah. yeah. So did you see that? I was like, no, about? yeah. <laughs> so I had to go back and rewatch it again. So, but I I thought it was very enjoyable. I liked it. Like it was shorter. Mm-hmm. I get that there was more things that could have been put in there, but with my little knowledge of it, I it made it enjoyable for me. I didn't realize things were missing. So it's not even that things were missing. I just think that even if you're not a Star Wars buff, I think there were times where certain aspects of the story they were telling could have been fleshed out a little bit more. There could have been a little more time spent developing certain relationships and characters and stuff. But even then, yeah. it's minor. It's 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 yeah. a minor complaint. It wasn't anything where I walked away from it going, oh, I'm really disappointed they didn't do more with this or they didn't do more with that. Now, obviously, the caveat of that being that I hope they do flesh certain things out more with season two. I don't want them to just completely move on, you know what I mean, and not address certain things. You know, I mean, we got just enough of the Mandalorian's backstory to 
now kind of understand the motivations of his character. Mm-hmm. You know, we got just enough of the story of what's been going on with the Mandalorian uh, order, we'll call it. It's not really a race, per se. It's more like an order, right? Mm-hmm. Code of life. Like religion. Like, uh, life code, yeah. religion almost, yeah, in a, in a way. We got just enough of that to be invested in it and stuff, but I still think there's a lot of questions to be answered. And of course, first and foremost, the main question to be answered is the child. You know, let's let's just jump in there and talk about the child before we even get into uh, any of the other characters. Everybody was pretty excited to see another Yoda-type character. Obviously, everybody calls him Baby Yoda, but he's not Baby Yoda, or at least, well, he can't be. Because he comes after the death of Yoda, but... Yoda's dead, man. <laughs> yeah. he, could like, he could be like Groot, where it's baby Groot, but it's really just a part of Groot. Because they don't know anything about his race, right? No, we don't right. know anything about it yet. I mean, they don't even have a name for his race. Like, like we can't call him, you know, a Mon Calamari or a Gamorrean or a whatever, an Ewok. <laughs> anything like that. We don't, we don't know. So they just have to refer to him as the child. And all of us out here in fandom, a lot of us call him Baby Yoda. He's Baby Yoda. <laughs> but, he could be um, just like a little piece of slime or just kind of, <laughs> and it makes Baby Yoda. That's no. an interesting way to describe <laughs> the birds and the bees of outer space, Megan. We'll just go with that, yeah. okay. But I mean, it's Star Wars, so <laughs> it, it's Star Wars, so I mean, we've had immaculate births and all sorts of other weird, you know, clones. Clones are a big fucking thing in Star Wars. The best Wars. thing about Star Wars, in my opinion. <laughs> I, I'm with you, Vito. Yeah, if you don't already know, these two actually <laughs> like the prequels, especially Attack of the Fucking Clones. Yeah. Oh, God. That, oh. It's better than Rogue One. No, it is not. <laughs> no, Megan, I'm sorry. Did you hear this? <laughs> Attack of the Clones is better than Rogue One, she says. You have now just invalidated yourself to probably What's like new? <laughs> 95% of the population out there that likes Star Wars. Well, so. if they watched our Star Wars review, they'd already know this. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, in any case, that's fine. There's All Star Wars, to some degree or another, is good Star Wars in my book, so take that for what it is. But anyway, we don't know, and that's the big question, we don't know what the child is why it's why it exists or furthermore why these leftover remnants of the galactic empire want it because that's the whole premise of the show is that mandalorian gets hired by some mysterious client who we come to find out is connected to the old empire he's imperial uh they want to experiment on him or something like that. Mm-hmm. We know that much because we see that when Mando finds out that that's what they're doing, he has a change of heart about the whole situation and completely risks everything to rescue the child back from the client. In the process, winds up exposing the Mandalorians to everybody because people don't know that the Mandalorians are still out there and plentiful to some degree. They think they're on the verge of, like, you know, extinction, extinction, basically. And no, they end up making themselves known because they rescue uh, Mando and the child. Everybody loves the child, Baby Yoda. Everybody loves it because 
It's cute. It's funny. It's mysterious because it's obviously extremely strong. So mm -hmm. we get to see it do some major <clears throat> force maneuvers and stuff with its little funny little hand. <laughs> but uh, but it isn't always going to be the rescue either. No. Because I thought a couple times, like, oh, he's going to rescue. He's like, oh, no, he never yeah. did. I wonder why only certain times. Yeah, I don't know. Plot convenience. Yeah, I'm sure that's what it is. But Quick, I mean, we need an escape. Well, let Baby Yoda do something. <laughs> All right, we got out of that one. Do, do your hand, magic hands. Well, what do you guys think about Baby Yoda and, uh, and the child? What do you? What are your? Do you have any theories about what we might find out about it? Do you think there's a chance that this is something that could be an offspring of Yoda? Could it be something that was created? with midi-chlorians and clone technology. I vote for clone technology because <laughs> of course you clone do. technology are two <laughs> words combined that are just awesome. So I got to go with that. Every time. Yeah, every time. Yeah, I don't think yoga, Yoda, yoga. <laughs> Yo, I don't Have think, you ever done Yoda yeah. yoga? <laughs> it's I don't, tough, man. I don't think the original Yoda had sex with another Yoda female race and then this child became that offspring why i don't think that's who the says case. they have to have sex it could just be happen again it's like little slime <laughs> the and power it becomes baby yoda <laughs> yeah i mean it could be it could be they could be you know some sort of weird hatchling it could be like certain like amphibious life out there that can like impregnate itself or something like that mm -hmm. yep or he's kind of amphibian look looking like Guess. Yeah. I I wonder if it isn't something still more to do with, because like I said, there's a precedence for it. I wonder if it's something more to do with how the Force seems to do this immaculate birth thing every now and then. He's the rebirth? Like, like every now and then, the Force ends up causing a child to be born, conceived without the normal form of conception. He could be like Anakin, just not have a father. That's what I'm talking about. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm still going with clone technology. That's way cooler okay. than these theories to me. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> what do you think of uh, Dingerine? Dingerine. Dingerine. I think it's a dumb name. Dingerine Tangerine. Yeah. Well, I mean. Yeah, I like Mando better. Yeah. Cooler. Mm -hmm. okay, well. I <laughs> I would definitely go by mandolin, dingerine, you know. Din Jarine, yeah. Din Jarine. Not dingerine. Din Jarine. The San Francisco treat. You know, <laughs> what do you think about the character himself? Like how do you how do you feel about him? Do you feel like do you like the way he's portrayed? Do you feel like he's trustworthy? Do you feel like he's you know, it, do you feel like he's going to be in it for the long haul with protecting the child and stuff? Or do we still got to worry about the fact that he kind of came from a shady background? To me, he, he seems like a very stand-up guy. And I would say he's loyal to the crowd that he runs with. That makes sense. Yeah. And I think this is kind of almost like a redemption reform story for him. He's like kind of like going away from those bad things he might have done and more to like a positive light. Even though he still holds on to that Mandalorian code, I think he's using it more in like a good way than like an evil way, even though I don't think the Mandalorian clan is necessarily evil. Right. They just get involved with some shady stuff sometimes. Clandestine stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What about you? Um, I, I agree with Vito. I think he's 
I think he's in it for the long haul. I, I could be surprised, but I mean, I don't, I don't think he's stand-up, stand-up guy. I think he has some pretty shady shit he could get into, but I don't think he's just going to turn his back on Baby Yoda or his new posse. Yeah. Unless he had a valid reason. Yeah, I... I'm, like with his old crew. Right. I'm kind of curious where they're going to go with it because I feel like the idea of just making him this straight-up good guy now is just sort of like, uh you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think he's a straight up good guy. A little one dimensional, right? Yeah. Yeah. I. I feel like there's going to be some stuff that's going to come out in the second season that's going to reveal some more things about him that maybe because they've even hinted at it. They've hinted at that his background, like he did some pretty shady shit, you know, and he he was ruthless. Now, I mean, they've done a pretty good job of trying to turn that around, in, like we saw in uh, the one episode when he ran into the other various uh, bounty hunter guys uh, that he did not get along with so well. Uh, they featured, like, Clancy Brown and, and those guys in there. Yeah. Um, he could have just killed them. Yeah, annihilated know? them. Annihilated them, exactly, good word. And uh, he didn't. He, yeah, yes. He, he, I, that's why I used it. <laughs> I have one every once in a blue moon. <laughs> yeah, he could have just done that and done away with them, but he didn't. He spared their lives. I definitely think that's going to come back. Oh, yeah. Because they were pretty pissed off, man, like that, that he screwed them over and everything, although they tried to screw them. Well, they're in jail, aren't they now? But I guess they yeah, can easily so get out. Right, you know, they've gotten out before. They'll get out again. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I really like the character. I like the fact that other than the scene in the last episode when IG-11 takes his helmet off to save his life and everything that you never see him. Yeah, I really like that. Um, you get so much expression from him without ever seeing his face. That That's impressive. And yeah. actually, I, I love that actor, Game mm. of Thrones. He was great in Game of Thrones. I don't know. It kind of took me out of it when they took the helmet off because I was like, ugh. Yeah. I knew what he looked like, but I still didn't picture him like that, I guess. I, I don't know. Yeah. I Yeah, I had hoped that they would have kept him hidden for the entire run of the show. I thought that would have been cool. Yeah. I thought it was <clears> cool <throat> the reason the helmet got to come off. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I wish it just stayed on. I could agree with that. I'm You know, I'm okay that they did that where it came off. I'm okay with it. But, yeah, it would have been kind of cool if you never saw him, you know. But... I mean, it's not like nobody knows what Pedro Pascal looks like. That's yeah, what I'm saying. I know what he looks like. I, I don't. I just... Well, now I do, but I have no <laughs> idea who the hell this guy was. <laughs> he, he got his head crushed in the mountain, by the mountain on Game of Thrones. I see. Yeah, I, I don't know. His head was just smaller than I pictured it. And I, don't, I don't know. I like the reason it came off. I like the story why it came off and everything, but I, I just felt weird about it, I guess. It's not who I pictured underneath it. Right. This show had a relatively small cast, but I feel like the, the variety of characters and stuff they had in this cast was great. It was perfect. Like, it didn't, it didn't need, like, a cavalcade of aliens and this and that. I felt like they, you know, there were some episodes where there was literally, like, two, you know, uh, main characters or whatever, main actors, and then hardly anything else yeah. maybe some jawas and some creatures and stuff and it carried through fine you didn't get bored you didn't feel like oh this is kind of boring just watching these one or two characters 
So they did a great job with that. They had Carl Weathers playing uh, Grief Karga, who was the, he's kind of like the head boss guy that hires and finds and hires all the uh, bounty hunters, bounty hunters and, and, and their stuff. Head hunters or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I thought he did a great job. I love Carl Weathers. Yeah, anyway, but he man. was really good in this role. He was perfect for it, you know, because he had a little bit of that scoundrel side where you kind of wanted to see him get him punched in the face, uh, which basically does happen, more or less. Um, <laughs> but you also kind of hope that he's going to come around yeah. and be be cool, which does happen. So, yeah, I really like that. Um, Werner Herzog as the client. Uh, I thought he was sufficiently creepy and, I mean, just right off the bat, as soon as he starts talking to some, you're like, oh, I don't fucking trust yeah. this motherfucker. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Before they even like really gave you a clue as what they were up to, you were like, "Oh yeah, this this." Um, they had some surprise characters in there, like you had uh, what's his name? Was it Quill? Nick Nolte's character. Yes, Dude, <laughs> I fucking love Quill or Quill, whatever his Quill, name is. Yeah. Dude, man, when he died, I was like really upset. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I understand, man. I think a lot of people fell in love with that character. And I loved the little like um. Things he wrote yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, Those yeah. are great. They reminded me of a. Uh, there's a game for Sega Genesis called Golden Axe, and there's these little like Golden beak Axe. like yes. bird things, and those things remind me of those. So. Yep, it, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. God, I never would have thought of that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I was hoping he was really he got away or something yeah. or played dead and yeah. no, they buried him. Yeah, so that that's sucked, the end man. of him. But well, we didn't see him bury him. Yeah, we did. Yeah, they, they showed him standing by this little grave. I, they I made know that, him. but we didn't see the we body see go body. in the ground. Yeah, Thank you. Those are still a chance, Megan. Still a chance. <laughs> I think there's a stretch. You take it and clone them. <laughs> we can always hope. But, and then, of course, uh, the uh, awesome, I think she's retired now, obviously, Gina Carano. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you like Gina? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a Gina fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, was, she was great as Cara Dune. Yeah. Yes. And everything. Um, great Badass. job. A lot of people... Being honest, I knew I knew a lot of people that were very skeptical when they found out she had been cast. Really? They were like, mm, "It's going to be weird her being in the Star Wars universe." And you know, I you know she can do some action stuff, but is she going to have the dramatic chops to, to pull it off? And you know, I thought she was great. She's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really enjoyed her character. Mm-hmm. Perfect for that role. You know what I mean? She was she was again likable, but you didn't totally trust her. She definitely kicked some ass. Yeah, I'm anxious to hear more of her backstory, too. I was just going to say, that's another one that I hope that... That's kind of what I'm talking about, of one of those facets of the show that I hope they do flesh out more in Season 2, because I wanted to know more. Again, we got just We always leave you wanting more. Well, yeah, that's... Keep you coming back. It's good storytelling and everything. But uh, there, there was a bunch of different, like, other cameos and stuff in there. Ming-Na Wen, who people would know from uh, a bunch of stuff, but she was from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Street Fighter the movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Amy Sedaris had a little funny little part in it and everything. There was, there was a like I said, there was a Bill Burr. Yeah, oh it? my god, dude. Yeah. Fuck yeah, that Bill Burr episode was amazing. Yeah, that was, <laughs> was so good. Yeah, with him, Clancy Brown, yeah. and all that. Yeah, that, that was great. But I have to say, and I hope I'm not out on my own island with this one, that my favorite cameo in the show had to be Taika Waititi 
playing fucking IG-11. <laughs> IG-11 is one of the fucking baddest ass characters added to the Star Wars universe ever. <laughs> ever. He was pretty awesome. He was. To say I was excited about IG-11 is an understatement. When they first showed at Star Wars Celebration the trailer for The Mandalorian, which, you know, was the first... I mean, a lot of people didn't even know the show was coming out. Like, people didn't know what to expect. And when I saw that trailer and I was like, wow, this looks really good. This looks serious and kind of dark and it's... The tone of it is like, it's, it's new, but it's Star Wars. This is absolutely Star Wars. And then they started showing all the different scenes. And when they showed that fucking IG droid spin around shooting, I was like, I am fucking all in on this. I am all in on this. This show may end up sucking the biggest balls, but goddamn, I'm all in if they've got a fucking IG droid. And I didn't, we didn't, I didn't know if it was going to be IG-88, you know, the, mm -hmm. the bounty hunter from Empire Strikes Back that you see for like five seconds or whatever. It's been in the comic books and the expanded universe, and I think IG-88 was a very cool character. I'm so glad it wasn't IG-88. I'm so glad they made it IG-11. IG-11 was so much better than I could have hoped because not only was he a badass in terms of like what he was capable of doing, his, his battle scenes and stuff, but Watiti added so much personality in a way, made the character really endearing right off the bat. Even when he was still technically supposed to be like a bad guy, mm -hmm. he was just endearing, and I was I was devastated when I thought he was, he was gone. gone. Yeah. yeah, because we I think, wasn't ready for him to be gone. No, exactly. They gave us a little taste of him, and we're like, "This is awesome!" And then, uh, you know, Mando ends up executing the droid because the droid wants to execute the child. You know, so it's like, well, I get it. You know, I'm glad he did that, but unfortunately, that just sucks because, you know. It's such a great character, but thankfully they bring back the character, and in the way they bring back the character and what they did with him after that, turning him into basically like this nanny slash battle droid <laughs> yeah. kind of thing, was fucking brilliant. They gave him a noble death. Everything, like, holy shit, I loved that motherfucking character so much. <laughs> I just loved it. it. It ended up exemplifying what I feel about The Mandalorian on the whole as a series. This is everything I want from Star Wars. You know, there's been a lot of talk. We've debated about it on the show. We've talked about what a lot of the people in out there, critics and people in fandom and stuff, say about Star Wars anymore, especially since the Disney acquisition and, you know, Force Awakens, Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker, all that, all this stuff. There's been so, the prequels. There's been so much back and forth and negativity and a lot of people who are diehard Star Wars fans saying, oh, they just can't get it right. There's been a lot of directors and producers and Lucas and all of them sitting there going, oh, the fans are hopeless because they're never going to be happy with anything we give them. This... To me, this settled all that shit. Because this is what Star Wars is supposed to be. 
this has the cute stuff for all the kids and for people who like that stuff. It's got plenty of violence. It's got plenty of darkness and seriousness to it. I mean, great battle scenes, great special effects, great droids. It's got humor, but... Got just a teensy bit of romance. Yeah, slightly. Very, 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 very teensy bit. Very teensy, yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> but, but it's there. But enough to give Mando a little bit more um, humanity. To add, you know, so it doesn't feel so, you know, one-dimensional, I guess. So, you know, being a space battle kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, and they could even expand on that a little bit. I'd be okay with it as long as they do it well, you know. I don't want to see people fucking frolicking and rolling around in fields of dandelions going. <laughs> Holding hands and spinning. Going, Staring I at each you. other. No, I love you so much. Oh, God. Yeah, don't go there. Well, the problem is, like, he can't, like, take his helmet off, though, when he's with her. So. But you never know. I mean, that's what I'm saying. You know. Could he... That's not what you need. Oh, God, right. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to show her a whole different... He's got a whole different kind of helmet in mind for that one. Let me tell you. He'll show her his helmet. <laughs> Be like, I got, a, I got a helmet I need you to polish up. Is <laughs> uh, that what makes us cut not <laughs> That is why Kappa don't... Come after us. <laughs> Anybody who thinks this is kid friendly is out of their fucking mind. <laughs> anyway, uh, we were doing so good too. Yeah, I know. We try not to be perverted, but it's it's hard, man. It's really hard. Literally, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> what she said. Yeah. Um, it just goes downhill from there. <laughs> I think we need to wrap up, dude. Yeah, and I think we are. This is what she up. said. Yeah. Oh yeah, buddy, you have to wrap that up. If you wanna... <laughs> really digging ourselves a hole here. Aren't we? <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> um, okay. Anyway, you all right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why we can't get anything done properly. Yeah. And I think you guys agree with me. I think this is exactly what Star Wars should be doing. Um, I've enjoyed some of the recent Star Wars movies. You know, we all have our various opinions on what, what was good and not and what was better than other things and stuff. But I think this has surprised a lot of people. Apparently, even Disney was, like, really shocked at how well this was received. And I'm like, well, because it was done right. And because you had people that were in charge of this that were doing it right. You had people like Dave Filoni. You had John Favreau. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you put these guys in charge of something like this, and they're not, they're not gonna pull some, you know, Ryan Johnson bullshit where it's like, well, I'm not really a Star Wars fan, so I'm gonna just totally turn it upside down on its head and do my thing with it. People like Favreau know that he's like, no, fuck that. You know, mm -hmm. my thing is going to be what the Star Wars fan thing is, which is we want to see cool battles. We want to see more Boba Fett type characters and more of the, more of the bounty hunters and the cantina creatures and all that shit. That's the stuff we all grew up fantasizing about thinking about since we first saw these movies when we were kids, you know, we didn't really care that much about some of the other bullshit they put into the recent Star Wars movies that they seem to think is important. 
No, this has got everything we want and nothing that we don't want. You guys back me up on that? Yeah, for back sure. Back you up. Yeah. Real quick before we go, just on uh, last note, we'll leave it on is if you guys can, I know there's a lot of scenes, but tell me what are some of your standout favorite moments of The Mandalorian? For me, obviously, as I already said, I love the, I love the, I, all the IG-88 stuff, mm-hmm. um, especially at the end with him when he joins up with the rest of them he saves Mondo's life uh, when they go down into that cave, that cavern thing with the lava pits and all that and uh, just the whole way that transpired, the way IG-88 sacrificed himself for them like that, that's the kind of stuff that, that's what I go to see Star Wars movies for is shit like that, like that's the kind of stuff that just it makes you a little choked up. It makes you like a little like fist raising triumphant. It puts you on your edge of your seat. That's good old Star Wars stuff. That's the kind of stuff that I felt when I went and saw Empire Strikes Back for the first time when I was seven years old. For the first time since then, I felt that again. Mm-hmm. I would have felt that to a degree with with Rogue One because I love Rogue One. The only problem with Rogue One is it was a little predictable because you kind of knew what was going to happen. This one, we don't exactly know what's going to happen because this is a period of time that hasn't really been talked about. What did you guys think about the scene with the two uh, uh, biker scouts when they, <laughs> when they captured? That was awesome. The ch- <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah. It was pretty brutal, man. They were punching yeah. that baby. Yeah, not cool. Not cool with that, but it, it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny to see what happened to him in the end. Yeah, yeah. they got what they deserved. Yeah, I love that Mando has to go like turn in his latinium chips or whatever they're called in this series. I don't oh, know. Uh, uh, Beskar steel. Beskar steel. Yeah. I love that he has to go to that woman and she has to like forge it out of the, the melted stuff that he brings her. I thought that was really, really cool. It's like this old samurai thing where you have to constantly upgrade your, your armor and prove yourself worthy to get to the next level and you can get a new piece of armor. That's like unbelievably cool in this series. Yeah, I love the way they fleshed out, even though they could do more, I love the way they fleshed out the Mandalorian order and mm-hmm. how they, yeah, like you said, it's they're, they're almost like old samurais, you know, old shoguns yeah. and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. I love how their whole creed is kind of revolving around armor battle and all that stuff. Yeah. It's very uh, Klingon-y, you know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I could see that. What about you? Any kind of, anything that um, stand out to you? The one that jumped in my head first was with the other merc- mercenaries or bounty hunters, whatever they were, yeah. his old crew. Yeah. And he was like hunting them down, yes. and it's like, it's like the strobe light. Effect. Yes, and oh, it like, oh, that, that was so cool. fucking cool. <laughs> Sneaking, yeah. I was like, oh my god, that guy's so fucked. Yeah, there were elements of that episode that almost like bordered on sort of like a sci-fi horror yeah. style. Yeah. Uh, not that it was a, not that the story was horror, but the way it was edited and shot, and the way they built up tension and stuff. It was almost like, yeah. Like some kind of cube shit or something yeah. like combined with that, you know, or some Jason in space stuff or something. Yeah. The best Jason, Jason X. <laughs> or or aliens, you know, alien aliens. It yeah, kinda yeah. had that sort of like yeah. That was that was really well done. Yeah, I forgot all about that scene. Fuck. I'm glad yeah, you mentioned Yeah, that. I really liked watching him hunt them all down. Like, yeah. Oh, you guys are fucked now. 
Well, I mean, I don't think that we could just, we could wax ecstatic about this all night long. And uh, I think we got the point across. Uh, are you, I, I think it goes without saying, are you guys excited about season two? Heck yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, there's been very little revealed about it. I know that there was, we'll have to see if we can maybe find a picture of it. There was a, uh, like a sketch drawing showing that they, they kind of teased us with that looked like it was a Gamorrean, like the Gamorrean guards. That's oh. and everything, so that 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 creature might make is obviously is going to make some sort of appearance. Uh, for me, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm hoping that they're going to continue to pull out the Easter eggs. Mean you know the the stuff like you know if all of a sudden I have an episode where I see a, like a hammerhead type character, you know who hammerhead is, right from the cantina street that, that street sharks. <laughs> <laughs> They're awesome, dude. <laughs> that's... And see. you guys laugh, but that's the tagline. Street. Show. I know <laughs> it is. It's. I know. Oh, I know it is. Anyway, I. Uh, it's a cantina oh. creature from New Hope. Okay. Um. Yeah, like things like that. I would love to see them pull out. You know, some characters like that, and you know, because we did get some hints of characters like that. Uh, throughout this show and everything, I'd love to see more stuff having to do, you know, with the other bounty hunters like Bosk or Dengar and uh, 4LOM, the other ones that we saw in Empire Strikes Back for a hot second. If they were to bring those out, I mean... You would lose it. I would lose my <laughs> fucking mind. They had an episode where he has a run-in with Dengar. Like, holy shit. That... And that's what we want. That's what we want. Disney, all of you understand, that's what we want. We want that kind of shit added with some new elements and just good storytelling. You know, beyond the bullshit. Just put the bullshit aside. Just do good storytelling. And Fevreau and Filoni and everybody else that was behind the scenes on this, they made that happen. Here's hoping season two is as good or better. I just want to add in, I also really liked all the sketches at the end of every episode. Those yes. were really cool. Yeah. Yes. And you know what? It Yeah. At, during the end credits, I'm sure anybody knows that's watching this knows, but if you don't, during the end credits of every episode, they would show these um, Ralph McQuarrie style sketches of the scenes from the episode, you know, kind of like you'd see if you were storyboarding out an episode before you filmed it. And they were great. And they received a lot of praise and accolades from people out there. Um, you're not the only one that noticed it. I saw a lot of people saying, man, it's, I love those. Those are mm -hmm. incredible. Yeah, I don't know if they are making them available or if they if they have or if they plan to, but if they ever made like a book of them, you know, like a like a, like the art of Man the Mandalorian. Put oh, that's there. a good idea. Yeah, I would, I'd buy that. Absolutely. I'd love to have that stuff. Or have like one or two of those is like cool prints, you know, mm -hmm. like frame kind of thing. Yeah, so if that's not already a thing, which some of you might be like, I bought that last month. Well, I, I'm not that on top. Tell of us where it's at. Send yeah, us a let link. Us know. Send Fucking us comment. Link. And on that note, yes, we <laughs> hope you guys enjoyed this, and we really want to know what you think of Mandalorian. What was your favorite stuff? What didn't you like? Um, we want to talk to you guys. Let's get a dialogue going. You know, it's so hard getting you guys to fucking type out your little shit on our videos or whatever <laughs> let us know what you think and uh you know hopefully we'll talk to you soon and as soon as we have any more news about 
what's going to be happening on Mandalorian. We will be talking about it. We have a Facebook uh, group called The Geeking Squad. If you want to look us up on Facebook, uh, come join The Geeking Squad, man. We talk a lot about news, you know, updated news of what's going on in Star Wars and other, you know, geeky stuff that we're into. Come find us there. Find us on Instagram. Find us here. And uh, we hope you enjoyed it. And uh, that's about it, right? Uh, I'll yeah, so. We got to get on the old uh, Slave One and fuck out of Dodge now. So, <laughs> yeah, force be with you. And always with you. <laughs> I was going to go with that too. I thought I couldn't do it. Here we go. <laughs> you, don't need, you don't need these geeks. <laughs> Move along. <laughs>